You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 131. So all those strengths matter. They're all important, but it's the character strengths that really seem to be at the core to make all those other things soar. It's our character strengths that help us to tap into those resources that help to help us do anything with any talent that we might have, you know, because we can squander our talents. But we, we're unlikely to squander them if we're tapping into our character strengths. They're at the core of those other categories. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, welcome to the Star Coach Show. This is Meg Rentschler. I want to wish you all a happy spring, a wonderful day, and thank you for joining our show. We have a fantastic show for you this week. We are visited again by one of my favorite past guests, Dr. Ryan Nemec visited us in episode number 31, so exactly a 100 episodes ago. Ryan came to talk to us about character strengths and how we can use those in our coaching. Well, Ryan, you will soon learn, is very well-versed in character strengths, but he also writes books all the time. He has penned over 80 scholarly and peer-reviewed articles. He has nine books, nine books, all about character strengths. And his most recent book, The Power of Character Strengths, Appreciate and Ignite Your Positive Personality, is what we are focused on today. Now, he co-authored that book with Dr. Bob McGrath, who is a VIA senior scientist. Ryan is, in fact, the education director of the VIA Institute on Character which is a global nonprofit organization in Cincinnati, Ohio, we're both Midwesterners, that leads the advancement of science of character strengths. Now, Ryan is absolutely passionate about character strengths and how we can help others learn through their strengths, build and work on human flourishing by spotlighting those strengths. I got to tell you that talking with Ryan is so enlightening as he just thinks through everything, sort of through that lens of strengths and how we can build those strengths, how we can understand our strengths, what our strengths bring forward I loved this interview. We started in kind of looking at better understanding character strengths, which we also did in episode 31, but it's one of those things that I don't think we can learn enough. We've got to get really clear about what are the different strengths that we bring forward. So Ryan talks about several different avenues of strength and then how we can build on those strengths and how we as coaches can do that and then how we can help our clients do that. This interview, like I said, once again, one of my favorites, Ryan and I start with our mutual passion 
to the Michigan State Spartans as we are both graduates of that university. And then we dive into a focus on character strengths. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. It's just such a great interview. Let's go to our talk with Dr. Ryan Nemec. Dr. Ryan Nemec, welcome back to the Star Coach Show. It is so good to see you again. Oh my goodness. It's so great to see you again too, Meg. So happy to be here again. So Ryan and I were just talking about the fact that his first interview with me was episode 31, and we are now over 130 episodes, so it was definitely time to have you back, Ryan. Yeah, that's amazing. I had no idea that that was the case, and it really speaks to your, Meg, your great perseverance, and to be able to continue to produce such great quality shows episode after episode, 100 more later, is is just really remarkable. Well, thank you. Now, the other thing Ryan and I were doing, we were doing a little bit of grieving about Michigan State not making the NCAA basketball championship, but our Spartans had a very great season and made us proud. So it's always fun to visit with a fellow Spartan. Yeah, that's right. Three championships, a final four, beating your rival three times in one year, beating the best team in Duke. And doing that with lots of injuries to the team, really, it speaks to this topic. It speaks to these character strengths. It speaks to what their coach, Tom Izzo, always said of this team had such great mental resilience to be able to do what they did, which means you're using a whole lot of your character strengths to stay strong. So, yeah, really just nothing but joy about what that team did this year, I think. (laughs) Absolutely. And then Ryan almost hung up on me because my son's team, Texas Tech, was up against Michigan State and ended up beating Michigan State. But it's okay. We still love the Spartans. I have to practice another character strength of forgiveness. So I can forgive you, (laughs) forgive you, forgive Texas Tech for winning that game. And I I can do that. (laughs) So when we were in our, I want to just review the first show that you were on and let the audience know that I do have a link to episode 31 in the show notes. Ryan and I talked about at that point character strengths, and how we as coaches can spotlight our clients' strengths to really move coaching forward, to help our clients get really grounded in their strengths. It was an awesome episode. I strongly recommend that you go back and listen to that. But Ryan has a new book out. So congratulations on that. The Power of Character Strengths, Appreciate and Ignite Your Positive Personality. What an awesome title. Thank you. Thank you. We tried to kind of capture what this work was all about. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you captured what this work is all about and what sort of is different about The Power of Character Strengths, the new book versus Character Strengths Interventions, which is the book we talked about in our last interview. Yeah, well, thanks for asking that question because it's a it's a good one, and it is one that other people have been asking me. And the two books are drastically different. And you know, part for one, I as a, as somebody who likes to write lots of books, I just I would be too bored to write the same book, so I, I would never just write the same book and just repackage it or something. So the Character Strengths Interventions book, which came out a year and a half ago or so, is specifically for practitioners, and so it's specifically for a helping professional, and it has all the various handouts and tools and leading, you know, main concepts and the main research on how to apply character strengths with a client. So that's for coaches, it's for educators, for 
business leaders, managers, psychologists, and so on to be able to help to build strengths in your clients. Well, so and I have to say, before you go into what this new book is about, yeah. this Character Strengths Intervention book, I recommend all the time. I use all the time. It definitely is a way that it is such an incredible tool to help you help your clients understand their strengths. Well, thank you. Thank you. We, we, that's really what we wanted, really, is for it to be just an all-in-one resource for any, any helper, really. Anybody helping another person to work with their strengths. And then so that's very different than this new book, which my co-author Robert McGrath and I did, which is a, a consumer book. It's a trade book. So it's for the coachee. It's for the client. It's for the general person that's walking into Walgreens or Walmart or, you know, just for the everyday person to understand what these character strengths are and how to use them. Another big difference is that this Power of Strengths book goes through each of the 24 strengths. And at this point, believe it or not, we don't have that yet. So since the VIA classification of character strengths came out in 2004, Uh the VIA classification being that common language of these 24 strengths that are in all human beings, since that came out, it's 15 years now, there hasn't been any trade book that really in a user-friendly way goes through what is curiosity, what is fairness, what is forgiveness, what is teamwork, and then, you know, why is it important, and then how to do it. So it's the what, the why, and the how of each of the 24 strengths. Whereas that other book, the Character Strengths Interventions book, is more on the intervention side, and it actually doesn't go through the 24 at all. So that's kind of another reason, just the content is just very different as well. So we do that, the what, the why, and the how of each of these 24 strengths. And we really try to emphasize the how. You know, so we try to make it very user-friendly for the, again, for the general consumer. So the, the person would say, okay, well, I want to build up more kindness in my life or more bravery or more zest in my life. How do I do that? And we know that everybody learns in different ways. So we mm-hmm. offer different kind of case examples of people using those strengths. That's one way that people learn through models. Another way is that a lot of people like to learn through kind of self-questioning and journaling. So we have guiding questions for each of the 24. Others like practical activities. So we offer, you know, about seven to 10 practical activities for each of the, the 24. So how do you use fairness at work? How do you use kindness in your relationships? How do you use leadership in your community? And so on. And then we also get into the overuse, the underuse, and the optimal use of each of the 24 strengths. So that was kind of another new contribution that we really want to examine, well, what does it look like when you're underusing, you're underplaying, not bringing forth enough creativity? Or what does it look like when you might overplay your curiosity or overplay your critical thinking? And then also, what does it look like to optimally use your honesty, optimally use your spirituality, to optimally use your gratitude or hope? So we, we do that for each of the 24. So it's, it was wow. a lot of fun and it was a uh, a long process. <laughs> well, I can certainly understand how come people say, you know, it's been a long time coming and, and well anticipated. This way to really take all the data and what VIA has done. VIA is just amazing. And then be able to give a tool for people to apply that to their strengths. Let's go to that place, reclarifying for the audience the differences in strengths. There's character strengths, and then there's sort of talent strengths and skills and different. So how can we understand what character strengths are? Sure. Yeah. So I can offer it in kind of a definition format and the distinguishing between the different strengths. 
But let me just just play with this for a moment in like a different way. If we if I ask everybody listening to to think of a time when they were really engaged in what they were doing at work, or think of a time when you were really happy with your family, or think of a time when you really felt like you were tapping into meaning in life, like finding your sense of meaning or purpose in what you were doing. So think about whatever that situation is. And then I can guarantee that as you look at that more closely and you look at, well, what strengths are part of that? You will discover that it's your character strengths that are right there. It's two or three or four or five of these character strengths that are part of you that help to create that good relationship, that loving intimacy, that help to help you to be engaged at work or to find that meaning. And many other examples. Those are just three quick examples. So you were, you know, you're finding that meaning because you were tapping into your strength of spirituality or gratitude or appreciation of beauty in the awe of that meaningful sunset. Or you were really engaged in what you were doing at work because you were tapping into your curiosity or your perseverance and going and going and overcoming the obstacles. You were in that deep relationship with someone because you were using fairness and social intelligence and forgiveness as you connected with them and in a kind way. So the character strengths are underpinning all of those good experiences in life. So that's just kind of the general practical way to think about it. But for those that want more of a definitional way to look at it, we think of these character strengths as those core capacities within us, that we have these core positive personality qualities that to help us think in certain ways, feel in certain ways, and then behave in certain ways. And they're just, they're core to our identity. They're essential to who we are. And that's very different than other categories of strengths, which are also good, but very Mm -hmm. different. So then you could think of talents is another category. And talents are more innate, kind of hardwired, biologically based abilities that we have. You know, you could also think of the talents as uh, intelligences. You might have a, a talent for spatial reasoning, a talent for interpersonal relating, a talent for logic and mathematical ability, a talent for, ref, per, you know, intrapersonal reflecting and so on. And then that's very different than a category of skills, which are those proficiencies that we develop, those kind of means to an end. I'm going to develop some typing skills so I can do better at my job or or hone in on my presentation skills or my writing skills, that kind of thing. And then we have other strengths. We have interests, which are those passions that we have in life, you know, the hobbies that we do, the sports that we play, the the art that we engage in, you know, that those are all examples of hobbies or interests or passions, which is a strength. And then a final category is um, resources. And so these these are those external supports that help us in our life in some way. So it might, you know, we can have a resource for um, a strong family, that that's a strength, or a lot of friends, or maybe a, a, a spiritual community that we engage in, or living in a safe neighborhood. You know, these are all resources external to us that help us. And that's a strength to have those things. So all those strengths matter. They're all important. But it's the character strengths that really seem to be at the core to make all those other things soar. It's our character strengths that help us to tap into those resources that help to help us do anything with any talent that we might have, you know, because we can squander our talents. But we are unlikely to squander them if we're tapping into our character strengths. You know, so they're they're at the core of those other categories. Oh, that's so good. That's so helpful. And, you know, I mentioned VIA. So for people who don't necessarily know VIA or are familiar with that, can you share a little bit about VIA character? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for asking that, too. The So VIA, I think of the word VIA 
in some ways, I mean, well, in, in Latin, the word means by, it means like through or by means of or the pathway. Mm-hmm. So via ends up becoming, these via character strengths end up becoming, it's, it's a great metaphor in the sense of pathway to flourishing, pathway to health and better relationship and so on. But I think of that via, which is again, a word that stands on its own as being one of three things. It's the institute that was uh, behind creating this via classification and the via survey. And then it's also this classification of character strengths, so the via classification. And it's also a measurement tool, a, a survey that measures our highest strengths. So it can be each of those three things. And so the via survey is where often where people start. And that's often the piece that coaches start with. It's the piece that people come to understand anything about via. You know, they don't usually come in through knowing this small little nonprofit organization that's in Cincinnati where I'm speaking to you. They usually come at this work with character strengths through the via survey because we actually have a new person take the via survey every 15 seconds. Really? Since we've been talking, there have been, you know, and maybe since we started talking before the show, there's probably been a hundred people somewhere in the world that have taken the via survey. So it's only amazing. Yeah. And it's only increasing in popularity by by about 25% every year for the last several years. So, so most people come in through that route because it's this free tool that gives you substantive information about your identity, about who you are. You know, we had never had anything like that, quite like that in, in the world before. So people take this via survey, they learn their highest strengths, and then they often are off and running. And then that's, again, that's nested under this via classification, which is this thing that I just love so much. It's just this great framework for holistically looking at a client or looking at ourselves or looking at our family members through this lens of strengths, this common language of these 24 strengths. And then in gen- for anybody who's saying, what are they saying? It's V-I-A, VIA. And it's viacharacter.org, isn't it? Yes. Viacharacter.org is where people take the, the VIA survey of strengths. Uh-huh. And then of course, on that website, you can then explore all sorts of free materials on each of the 24 character strengths, videos, articles, blog posts, kind of the one-stop shop, all that you could need to know to start to run with this work. Yeah. And originally, VIA did stand for Values in Action, which was the original name of this classification and, and the organization and the measurement tool. But that name was changed to really more accurately reflect what this work is about, and that this work is more clearly about our character than our values, even mm-hmm. though there's, a, there's quite a, a link between these two. But this work is about character, which, again, is, is who we are as people, our core identity. And character is the broader term over values. And that values are that which we hold dear to us, but they just live in our kind of in our mind. So, like, we might have a value for hard work mm-hmm. or value for our family or value for financial security and all these other things. But it all speaks to our behavior. So you might really value your family, but it doesn't mean that you're putting your family first. You might value hard work, but it doesn't mean that you're a hard worker. But with character, it does mean that, like, because character is what we put forth into this world. So character ends up becoming the broader concept and values and, and again, more central to this work. So that's why the name was changed. So now it's just called VIA rather than values in action. Oh, that's good to know. A little piece of history I didn't know. Good to know. So now that we better understand character strengths and all those other strengths that we bring forward, which is so helpful because coaches, as you think about 
working with your clients around any strength system or strengths that there are, just realize how many Ryan laid out there that we can help our clients tap into. I would love for us to focus now on ways that we as coaches can build our strengths, but also, you know, things that we might be thinking about as we work with clients in building strengths. So sometimes I wonder if people think, well, this is just the strength that I have and it's where it's at and sort of like in cement or it's, it's just stationary. Yet we can build our strengths, correct? Mm-hmm. You know, you're right. It's, it's an insightful point. That's exactly what people think, is that they think that the strengths are just kind of there and, and I am who I am and not going to change. And to some degree, it's correct and incorrect. I mean, it's correct in the sense that, that we are, our personality, our character strengths are quite stable over the years, over the decades. You know, and if you're extremely extroverted at age 20, there's a good chance you're going to be pretty extroverted at age 30, but it's not a guarantee. But again, there's a lot of consistency. I mean, our, our personality has so many layers to it and so much complexity. So a lot of it is consistent. But one thing that we're, we are learning though, and that we've just really just started learning in the last 10 years or so about personality is that there is a, a malleability factor that it, it can be changed. It can be improved upon. So you can actually learn to become introverted or learn to become extroverted, you know, for using some of the Myers-Briggs lingo, you know, or you can learn to be more brave or you can learn to be more curious or more grateful. And so that's what's especially exciting with this work, because these 24 character strengths, you know, these all veer very much in the positive direction, which is one of the distinctions with Myers-Briggs, which is a survey tool that I happen to like a lot, but it's, those are very much value neutral. You know, it doesn't really matter if you're intuitive or sensing or perceiving or judging. I mean, they're all just, just kind of describing these kind of neutral qualities, generally speaking. But with the character strengths, it is a good thing to be kind. Of course, you can overplay it and it can become harmful to you if you use too much of it. But but in general, it's good to be fair. It's good to be courageous a lot of times. It's good to be self-controlled and prudent and humble, you know, hopeful and so on. So it's just, it's kind of amazing to think with these positive qualities that we can improve upon them, that we can change them. And, you know, and we're still learning. There's so much more that we don't know than what we do know. I mean, the science is still quite young. I mean, the classification just came out in 2004, you know, so that's why like in my books, I try to kind of share what we do know and where's the latest research at. And, you know, in 10 years, you know, there'll be new improvements and then 20 years even more upon that. So very exciting, but still quite new. So what I found, and I found this for myself also when I took the survey, is that it seems to be that there's usually a particular strength or maybe a couple that disturb my clients or even myself that they're lower down in the 24. Mm. So it's not that, and and you pointed this out to me in our last interview. Well, Meg, it's not that you don't have those strengths. It's just that you're maybe using other strengths more or or focused on others. Yet, I think that we might very well identify something that, boy, I really want to build that strength or I really want that strength to be, to show up more often or however we look at it. So if, if that's the case, if we identify something or we just want to build the strengths that we have anyway, what are some things that we might think about or do? Yeah, so you're right. That's a, it's a common concern that people have after they take the VIA survey. They immediately look to their bottom strengths and they, they say how they, they want to improve upon those, which is, which is good in a lot of ways, you know, to, to want to improve oneself. Even though we kind of argue that it's probably better to build off your highest strengths because mm-hmm. that's where you're, ne- you're most authentic and that's your highest energy sources. So why not learn to 
expand upon those so that and that those are called our signature strengths. So and the research shows very strongly that that's a really helpful approach, which we could we could certainly talk about. But I like yeah, I but, like I would like you to say that again. So that's where the energy flows. You said that's our signature strengths are key for sort of our natural authentic being. Yeah, those strengths that are highest on in our via profile out of the 24. So that tends to be about your top five, most recent research shows, but each person is different. Some people might have four, some people might have seven signature strengths, but about five on average. And the, the, those strengths are viewed as, as what I call the three E's, meaning that they're very easy to use. They just kind of come effortlessly, effortlessly for us. Mm-hmm. They are most essential to us. So they're kind of core to who we are. So that, that really getting to that basic part of, of how we bring ourselves out into the world. And then also the third E is energizing. So these strengths are just naturally energizing for us to, to express. And, and so they're, they're therefore energy resources. So if we're ever kind of needing a, a, you know, to take a break from a busy work day or needing an uplift, then we should definitely look to new ways to use our signature strengths. Ooh, you know, if your highest like strength is, is love of learning or love of learning is in your top five, then your energy breaks should probably be learning something new on the internet or pulling out a book to read. You know, if your highest strength is gratitude, then you should maybe be spending your breaks talking to a, to a colleague that you appreciate and expressing that appreciation to them. So we want to go with those highest strengths in that sense. And that's a way of then of building them up and, and increasing them. And there's a recent meta-analysis that was done, which is a study of studies. So looking at all the research studies on a particular intervention. So this is a, a coaching intervention mm-hmm. uh, and finding great benefit. And I'll say what that means in a second. So the intervention that was shown on these signature strengths is for people to identify one of their highest signature strengths, mm-hmm. could be number one, number two, number three, and then use that strength in a new way each day as a kind of a way of expanding it and enhancing it. And this meta-analysis that came out last year showed that, so it, across many different studies, that those people that did that had greater happiness and less depression, greater life satisfaction, higher flourishing in life, and it literally increases the strengths use, like it in- increases their strength levels. So all sorts of benefits from doing something fairly simple. And so that's an immediate thing that any coach can begin to use. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so that, but then to get back to that other point that you were asking me about, about the kind of getting at the malleability of say our lower strengths, people look at their profile, they're disappointed that say self-regulation is low and that's one of the most common strengths to be low or prudence is low. And that's another very common strength to be low in or zest and so on. Bravery is my very last one. And I'm like, oh, I hate not being, you know, the bravery is number 24 for me. Right. So you can do kind of what you were just saying, Meg, a second ago is, is one is to look for the exceptions. So since you still have bravery in your life, to look for times when you have used bravery. Mm-hmm. And if you can't come up with a whole lot of them, have other people come up for them. So for example, let me spot bravery spontaneously in you right now. Is it for you to be hosting this show with thousands of people and who knows how many into the future? And you're sitting here interviewing person after person. Really, you're putting yourself on the spot. I mean, you're questioning people, so you're putting them on the spot a little bit too. But you're putting yourself on the spot over and over again, almost like as a kind of a public speaker, but also out there in the public eye, video, audio. I mean, that takes huge amounts of bravery. So for you to be lowest in bravery is probably surprising to a lot of people, including me. 
but it just does show that you have all of them and you have the lowest strength in you pretty strongly too. So that can be one way. And then maybe, you know, that's one way to help to kind of boost the strength. But I love how you did that, like right on the spot. It's like, you know, this stuff really well, but being able to look for examples for ourselves is that's just like you said, it's like right under our nose. It's just increasing our willingness to look for it, our ability to look and make the time to spotlight our own strengths. Yes. I love how you described it as right under our nose because I, I sometimes call these this phenomenon that we're kind of talking about is that our strengths awareness is kind of like it's pre-conscious. You know, like back up from a hundred some years ago channeling Sigmund Freud you know, talked about that we have a conscious and unconscious and then a pre-conscious. The conscious is kind of what we're aware of. Like I'm aware I'm holding a cup of coffee right now. I'm aware I'm talking to Meg and we're talking about character strengths. So what am I conscious of? What am I mindful of? And then the unconscious stuff. So those kind of deeper maybe drives and deeper passions, our ego needs and these things that are that we're not always very aware of, like the shadow parts of ourselves are deeply unconscious that maybe take a lot of effort to try to dig up and try to understand. But then there's this in-between piece called the pre-conscious, which is stuff that's kind of right below our conscious mind, right kind of below the surface of the water that we can't quite see. And that's why I like the way that you just described it, because the character strengths are right there pre-consciously, waiting for us just a little bit of effort, a little bit of questioning by the coach to dip into that or of, tell me about your strengths or tell me about how you've used the strengths or could you use a strength at this difficult time in your life or let's turn to look at your signature strengths now. And simple questions or simple activities, suddenly you, the coach or the client is digging into that pre-conscious and, and using them a lot, a lot easier. So it's just, just kind of right there. They're, they're waiting for us, just sitting there. And there's an, such a power to focusing on strengths. Like even when you spotlighted my bravery, which I was like, oh, how sad, I'm not brave at all. For you to spotlight, it just, it, it shifts perspective almost right away. Mm. And, and just for me, at least, it was like, oh, immediately a different sort of empowering, I don't know, like a warm wash sort of. Mm. And so I think that that is a gift that we can give to our clients and to ourselves if we take the time to open up perspective, open up opportunity to look at how our strengths are showing up. Right, right. It's a lot of potential, you could call it power that a coach has or just a way of empowering the, the coachee. You know, or or it's 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 handing over that power. It's kind of like handing over that power to the coachee so that they can be empowered on their own to spot those yeah. strengths. No, I like the way you described that because it's kind of rather than thinking of it as Meg, Meg who has bravery at twenty-four, it's Meg who is also brave, you know, and who has great examples of bravery that she expresses in her life. I mean that so you're right, it's a it's a huge difference. Because otherwise, if we just think of it as Meg who's lowest is twenty is it, 24 strength is braver or Ryan who's 24 strength is humor, you know, and then we just think of ourselves that way, then yeah, we're kind of missing on an opportunity for me to use humor more and for you to use bravery more. So yeah, that is. Well, and I have to say right back to you that it shocks me that 24 is because I always have such a good time when I'm talking (laughs) with you and we laugh and we have so the the humor is your 24th. It just kind of blows me away. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, and it did again, we use them in different ways. So I could right. still like, I could still, even though it is last for me, I could spot strengths, right? I really try to use humor a lot with my kids. You know, I, I think it comes out passively in the workplace. Like I'll laugh. I'm not like a storyteller, like at work. 
you know, I'm, I'm not the jokester. I don't start like presentations to big audiences with a captivating story. Like some people do, that's going to have a great punchline. Yeah, I might start in a different creative way or a curious way or a thoughtful way, a new insight way to capture, engage people. But I don't engage through humor that way. Mm-hmm. But with my children, I love, so that context changes everything. So right. I love being playful with my kids. And as, as you know, Meg, I have kids that are ages eight, five, and three. And so, you know, they're at the age where they'll still laugh at my jokes. And they still think I'm actually funny. Although the eight-year-old, I think, is starting to question it. But, but I can be playful. And I, my style of humor, because we all, you know, the science of humor shows that we have various styles. Right. And mine is more of like a, a playful, silly, goofy kind of humor. Like a, almost like a touchy-feely a little bit kind of humor. So, you know, and that works perfectly to be silly with kids and that kind of oh, thing. Oh, and they love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so cool. So let's talk about how coaches can use their own strengths to maybe prep to be the best they can be in a session or best they can be in a presentation or so how can we use our own strengths to maybe spotlight for ourselves or you know we've talked about how we can help with clients how can we help ourselves with that? Yeah. Well there's no question that it's a missing link for a lot of presenters. A lot of coaches to even think about doing because, you know, we as coaches and presenters have a whole lot on our mind that we're thinking about and planning and trying to figure out what did we say last with the client and and with the coachee. And we, but we can take a small amount of time to think about our best qualities before the session, and that can actually make the world of difference. And so, what there's a, a strategy that's called resource priming. And so this is a strategy that has been studied, and this was studied uh, specifically among psychotherapists, but I think it applies very nicely with, with coaches as well. And so resource priming literally means to think about, in this case, they think about the client's strengths right before meeting with them. And mm-hmm. so when, when a coach or a practitioner thinks about the client's strengths, so you think, okay, this client is high in bravery or they're high in wisdom or they're high in social intelligence, and you think about ways that they've used those strengths. Research studies show that those practitioners that do that end up having better outcomes in therapy. They have a stronger relationship and the the clients have more strengths activation and more mastery experiences, like feeling like they're accomplishing things. Oh, wow. So then, so then why not apply that to us as coaches? So we have this research wisdom from resource priming. So then we can, why not apply it to ourselves and spend, you know, two minutes before a session just pausing and saying, what are my highest strengths and going through our signature strengths? Let's just go through my top five and see how might I use those in the session or how might I just be ready to use them? And so for me, you know, one of my highest strengths is curiosity. So I can prime myself just to remind myself of that, like that, Ryan, you're naturally curious. You're naturally able to quickly ask questions, explore topics, pursue things that are new and that are different. You know, oh, and that, yeah, and I start to think, oh, that could actually help with this particular client because they kind of get, get struggle with this particular issue and not able to really get into the details of it. So maybe I could use my curiosity there. And then I also think, okay, Ryan, one of your other highest strengths is love. You know, and so while I might express love differently with a client than with my wife, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to hug and kiss my client. Right. I can still use love. I can express love by being very warm and genuine and reminding myself of that. You know, can you use this strength of, of love in a, in, a, in a powerful way with this particular client? And so I'm just, and I don't even have to necessarily think about the client. It's just, it's more about right. just reminding myself. How you want to show up, how you want to be. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, that tapping again into that authenticity piece as well. You know, for me, hope is another one of my high strengths. And, you know, we know that that's one of the things that people are looking for most when they come to see a counselor, when they come to see a coach, psychotherapist, they're looking for more hope around a particular area. So I can remind myself that, you know, I, I'm, I can very quickly turn to what's best in people. I can be optimistic, be future-minded, goal-oriented. These are all qualities of, of hope. So we kind of do that with ourselves. We remind ourselves of these qualities right before a session. And that would be called resource priming. And it's just a great strategy to be able to bring forth. And to remind yourself that all the 24 can be, can be done in this way and can be applied in the therapy session. I mean, name, name any of them. And you, maybe you need to tap more into your bravery or, or courage strength to be able to challenge this client that is being very resistant. Or maybe you need to tap into your prudent strength to be kind of a little bit more organized in the session with the with the client to make sure that you, after 10 minutes, you ask them this, or you do this intervention 20 minutes in. And so you kind of are organized using your prudence. So it doesn't matter. Maybe humility. Maybe you need to really, I'm not going to ask us, I'm going to hold off on doing a whole lot of sharing and just kind of really put the emphasis on the client and not really share my opinion in the session as much and just put it all on them. Use more of my humility strength. So all of them are possible. And it's up, that's where it's up to each of us, each, each coach, to really figure out how do you uniquely use your creativity or your critical thinking and letting that then shine. So powerful. And certainly, you know, whether you're in a session, whether you're giving a presentation, whether you're facilitating something, all those aspects, what do you bring to the table? What do you have within and how can you prime to be the very best you can be when you show up for that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Now, we could probably talk about your book for several days. I would love to. I do want to also let people know that you have a book coming out in June that I'm going to bring Ryan back to talk about because I am intrigued by it. Tell us a little bit about this new book that's coming out in June. Sure, sure. So another book, and it's, I know it's bad timing to have... He's very uh, prolific. He writes two, books all the time. Well, to have two books, you know, relating to this topic in the same year, and they're both kind of for the general consumer. But, you know, this one, again, is very different. This is a, a stress book. So this is called the, the Strengths-Based Workbook for Stress Relief, published by New Harbinger. And so this book is about looking at different stressors that people have in their life and how character strengths can bring forth a very unique angle to managing that stress. Because normally when we think about stress, we think about relaxation strategies. We think about different self-regulation strategies like mindfulness meditation and other kinds of time management, finding ways to lower stress and that kind of thing. And this book is kind of really tapping into this new science of stress that says, that stress, generally speaking, is a good thing. I mean, there's certainly some bad stress, but but stress is a good thing because it can really motivate us. It can help us to look at things in a different way. And so it's kind of with that positive lens of looking at stress, how do I also bring in character strengths to really kind of have that different look at things and really kind of see the benefit of it? So with this book, and it's, and it's a workbook in ways. So that's what I it. love. It's so it's a, not only does it talk about this, this great sort of philosophy to kind of look at stress and how we can look through the character strength lens, but it's a workbook. So we as coaches could use those exercises for ourselves and we could certainly use those exercises with our clients. So look to have Ryan back on the show to talk about that because I just think it's going to be an incredible resource for us to use with our clients. That's a great plan. Let's book it. Let's book it. So Ryan, once again, thank you for 
your expertise, for sharing that expertise with us and giving us some solid tools that we can use both for ourselves and for our clients. And you're just such a blessing. Thank you for coming and sharing with us. Thank you. It's always fun and engaging with you, Meg. So happy to be here. Those of you familiar with the show, and actually those of you who aren't familiar with the show are about to become familiar with the fact that I have put this show together with the purpose of bringing new strategies, tools, and resources to coaches each and every week to help you build what you can provide for your clients, how you can show up each week or each session with your clients and partner with them. And this show is an absolute wonderful example of those resources that are available to us and how we can better partner with our clients. So I want to thank Dr. Ryan Nemec one more time for bringing his expertise to us. If you'd like to know more about Ryan or the VIA Institute on Character, go to starcoachshow.com. On the resource page, we'll have his books and a link to the VIA Character Survey. Such good stuff. Thanks again, Ryan. Now, be sure to tune back in next week as we visit with Master Certified Coach Annie Gelfand. She talks to me about leaning into difficult conversations with our clients, how when we face potential conflict or difficult conversations with our clients, it actually builds trust and intimacy and the depth of the partnership. It is such a good conversation. In addition to that, I'm going to next week introduce you to a great resource that you have available to you to build your continuing education around those gold nugget core competency credits. So be sure to tune in next week as we explore trust and intimacy through leaning into difficult conversations and give you an opportunity to access some core competency credits. Now, if you're enjoying the show, please take the time to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, the more reviews we get, the more coaches learn about the show. And that is what I want. I want for coaches to know about the show. If you have a coach friend who might not know about Star Coaches, please let them know about us. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Thanks for joining us.